Welcome to another edition of the Peak Financial Freedom Hour, where we put the focus on retirement and how to get the most out of our financial lives. Today's show will focus on reducing risk, cutting fees, maximizing income, and making sure you can make it through retirement with confidence in your plan. Your hosts are Jim Files and Dan Ahmet of Peak Financial Freedom Group. They are your go-to resource in Northern California for financial education and guidance. They're the authors of several successful books about financial planning, most recently, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield of Chicken Soup for the Soul fame, which sold more than half a billion copies worldwide. Jim and Dan work exclusively with retirees and those of you nearing retirement. And today, they're going to help you sort through the complexities of the financial world and blaze a clear path ahead. Here's Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. This is the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. Hi folks, you are with Dan and Jim here, Peak Financial Freedom Hour, and we're gonna talk about multiple subjects. The first one I kinda like, um, older and wiser is the title. And there's an old quote that basically says, age is the price of wisdom. And let's just see how that really applies to the financial world. So right now, let's talk about if we see our clients changing their perspectives about how they view, value, and see their money and wealth and how what it means to them when they are now older versus when they're younger. You know, do they really, do we see this changing of how they view their money? Yes and no. I, I, they view their money in... The, the fashion of they don't want to lose a lot because they, in retirement, they need income off their assets. They may need long-term care in the future. They have all these goals in mind. But wisdom possibly hasn't taught them to do what they need to do in order to accomplish those goals. So you're older and you want that, but you haven't done it and you don't know how to do it. So the issue is just because you're older, you're wiser in some areas but you haven't been educated, and it's not your fault. It's the way the financial industry has educated everybody on how to structure portfolios at your age, Dan. Well, and I think the financial industry has done the right job in telling people how they needed to structure their portfolios to accumulate the assets. And I think a lot of people think they've done something wrong when they've been risky while they're accumulating assets. Or they even think you and I are saying they've done something wrong by being more aggressive while they were working and trying to save money. And we're not saying that at all. Stage one is called of retirement planning is called asset accumulation. And that's when you should be taking more risk, being okay with losses, having volatility. You don't need the income yet from the assets and time's on your side. And you're looking at a very long-term plan. That's okay. But as you now move into retirement or getting ready to retire in the next five years, you better transition into what is called stage two of retirement planning, which is asset preservation and income distribution. And that really, I think, is the price of wisdom in that as you get closer to retirement, most people want to be more conservative with their assets. They just don't know how to do it, like you said, and whoever's helping them doesn't help them because if someone's been helping you accumulate assets, how do they suddenly slam on the brakes, Jim, and say, oh yeah, we're going to take a completely different view of your money and we're going to be experts on helping you reduce the risk and create income from it. It can't be done. No, but that's not their skill set. And it doesn't mean that a person's a bad person or doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, they're probably a great person. They know exactly what they're doing for that stage of retirement planning, which you mentioned earlier, Dan, which is asset accumulation, 
not asset preservation. And during that stage, early stage, you're not trying to take income off your assets. You don't need income because you have a job and you're fully employed, whereby if you're getting close to retirement, retirement, you do have to take income off those assets. So it's nobody's fault. It's just what skill set are you seeking at what age group and what level of uh, services do you need? And if you're in that retirement age or soon to be retired, you better find a firm that deals with asset preservation and income distribution. Well, and I'm going to say I see a lot of clients changing their perspectives about their money simply because they're getting older. And as they're getting older, number one, like you said, they don't want to really lose a lot of money. And they know deep down inside, they know in their head and their heart, they can't afford to lose a lot of money. Number one, they'll have less money to retire with. Number two, they don't have time on their side and they might not recover based on um, taking income out of their assets. So I think that's one of the first things. But I see them changing their perspectives because their lives change. If they're 58 right now and they're working, all they have to do is go to work, put in their 40 hours, they get that paycheck. Let's assume they don't have a pension. Well, right now they know if they work, they get paid. It's kind of nice and easy. Even if they hate their job, they get paid. Well, as they're looking at retiring, whether it's 60, 62, 65, as they're looking, they know once they put in their retirement paperwork, what stops? Their income. Their paycheck, right? Their income. They don't get it and they know it and they're afraid of it. Every single person is, in some cases, deathly afraid of their paycheck stopping because now they have to find a way themselves because their human resource department's not doing it. Their advisor really isn't doing it. How do they now use their portfolio to create that income to replace their paychecks? And I see some crazy things from 401k companies out there. I see 401k companies right now saying, oh, yes, guess what? You have $2 million in your portfolio. You can take out um, somewhere between 6 and 8% of those assets per year, and the money's going to last. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, yeah. And if the client relies on that, then it becomes very tough because then the client's thinking, okay, I've been told I'm going to get 8 to 12% rates of return. Great. Well, if I'm told I can get 6 to 8% income, that makes sense because then everything's going to work out. I've taken out less than I've earned. Well, the chance of getting 8 to 12% is very low, and the chance of being able to take out 6 to 8% is extremely low unless you get so lucky over the course of your lifetime. So you want to make sure then that you're in a position you don't have to worry about those types of things happening overall. Yeah, and you have to decide in retirement what type of income do you want. Do you want that income to be maybe income? That means income coming off your portfolio. That income can go up. It can go down. It could go away. Markets go up and down. What if you were taking income off your portfolio last year in 2022 and you lost 20% of your portfolio and you took out another 5% in income? Now you're down 25%. You actually need a 33% rate of return to make up that 25%. Or alternatively, for your income needs, you can have products put in place whereby your income is guaranteed. You're not giving up growth in the other side of the portfolio. That should mean you have an income bucket whereby you have dedicated assets into that bucket whereby that income is going to be guaranteed for as long as you live and if you're married for as long as you and your spouse live. So if you develop a plan whereby you identify your goals and then select the products to do what you need to to accomplish that goal, you will start to understand what your money is supposed to do for you. And it's okay And it probably should be that your perspectives do change about money and your wealth. 
from the time you were 40 to now the time you're 60 or 65 or 70. It should change. You shouldn't think about your money the same way. Um, you have a different amount. You probably have a lot more now than you had then. And you have different goals when it comes to timing with those assets. So you have to make sure that you take that into consideration. You can't do the same thing with your money now at 65 as you did at 40. It makes no sense at all to do it that way. How about this one? Is there anything that we hear and people say over and over and over again that they'd wish they knowed earlier or that they'd done differently to get to this point? Well, once they understand this three-bucket philosophy, uh, once they understand how we manage money in the growth bucket, how we uh, provide income to clients in the guaranteed bucket, and how we, we, we uh, to provide liquidity in the safety bucket, they all say, why didn't I know about this 20 years ago? I'm going to talk about the growth bucket for a minute, minute because everybody has money in the stock market that's listening right now, I'm presuming. Stock funds, bond funds, individual stocks. You've all gone through the ups and downs. Uh, last year, the market was down significantly. This year, the market's up and down, uh, and it's going to be con- continue to be that all year long. What if you had a growth strategy where you had stocks, uh, you had bond funds, and you had stock funds? And what if you had a tactical approach whereby your money was being uh, managed by algorithms, which are mathematical formulas? And what if that data was being accumulated daily through the course of the month? And on the first day of every month, the algorithm would determine where there was momentum in the market, whether it was domestic in domestic stocks or international stocks or emerging market stocks, or maybe it was in bonds or maybe it was in commodities or real estate. Um, It's going to look at it from a technical perspective. And what if the algorithm selected those things that had momentum for just a 30-day period and then restructured the portfolio again in 30 days based on momentum? And what if you had every night at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time a stop loss technology running over each one of your over your portfolio determining if the risk had changed intra-month that it could potentially take you out of the market and move you to cash would you worry as much about your money in that bucket and the answer is probably you wouldn't but you didn't know that could happen During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list, Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You are tuned in to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed. We're back. Dan and Jim here, Peak Financial Freedom Hour. And today we're talking about the subject older and wiser. And Jim, you just talked about um, the way we manage assets um, in the growth bucket for our clients. This is the assets we're trying to grow. There's some risk there, but our whole focus is on risk mitigation. And we're going to use monthly rebalancing. We're going to make the changes on momentum. We're going to use stop losses. You know, a lot of the things you're told not to do by Wall Street and by your advisor and by the general financial uh, industry, for example. You know, they say, oh, you know, you need to buy and hold and hang in there. We will never tell you to buy, hold in there, write it out, stay in there for the long run. You're told no matter what, 
what? You have to write out all these huge losses. We never will tell you to do that. You're told not to use stop losses. In fact, you call your 401k company, they say, we don't even do stop losses. Well, we do employ stop losses. And if you look at then why the companies say one thing and then why we say and do something different, let's look at mutual funds. Mutual funds, you're told if you invest in a mutual fund, whatever type of mutual fund is, you need to be in it for the long term. You need to invest and hold these dollars. You don't buy and sell them all the time. Even if the market goes up and down, even if the mutual fund goes up and down, even if you lose a lot, you hang in there, you ride it out. And that means they're telling us don't sell. Well, if you look at the average equity mutual fund, meaning the average mutual fund that's investing in stocks right now, if you look at them telling you to hang in there and ride it out, you would think that they're doing the same thing. But the average mutual fund right now has a turnover ratio of somewhere between 80 and 100%. Clients won't know what that, listeners won't know what that means. But if you have a mutual fund that has a turnover of 80 to 100%, are they being long-term investors? Are they buying and holding or, or differently? And what does that really mean? Well, that means you're paying more money inside that uh, mutual fund for the internal trading costs that Wall Street's making off of you. But what it, does that mean? Well, that they're doing what? If they're if it's a turnover ratio is 80 to 100%. That means they're turning over the portfolio significantly. But what does that mean? Because clients don't know. Well, Dan, what turnover ratio means is that um, if you have a mutual fund portfolio and it's being actively managed uh, by a mutual fund company, whether it's Vanguard or Fidelity, you know, big, big companies, that means that that actively managed portfolio is being bought and sold throughout the course of the year. Let's make it simple. Let's just say you had 100 stocks uh, in a portfolio that being managed by a mutual fund company. And today the manager wakes up and says, hey, listen, I don't like this one stock because it's underperforming. So they get rid of that stock and they buy another stock to replace it. Well, on both ends, you pay the commission. It's a trading cost on Wall Street that comes out of your portfolio value before you get your statement. You never see this fee. It's an internal trading cost. So the more they turn over this portfolio through the course of the year, the more trading costs you as a consumer are paying that you don't even see this as an indirect fee, which means that if you have a turnover of, let's say it's 1.5%, that means before you make a penny, you have to earn 1.5% in your portfolio that you actually see in order to pay for those trading costs that you didn't see. So basically, if a mutual fund has 100 stocks, and if the average mutual fund is selling 80 to 100 of those stocks, it means they're selling almost the entire portfolio each year and then repurchasing the entire portfolio each year. So let's say you have a 100% turnover, which mutual funds do, and it's a billion-dollar portfolio. That means the mutual fund company is selling $1 billion in stocks that year and then repurchasing $1 billion in stocks. So for that $1 billion, they're doing $2 billion of transactions, which costs money, commissions to Wall Street, which ultimately reduces your rate of return. But more importantly, it goes against what they're telling you to do. They're telling you to be a long-term investor, buy and hold, and yet they are selling all their assets in the course of one year if they have a 100% turnover ratio. Yeah, and, and, and the key to this whole story is the fact that you do not see these costs. They do not show up on your statement. It is not the type of a trading cost where you're selling a mutual fund and buying another mutual fund. It doesn't. It's not that. It's an internal cost, uh, something that if you don't understand and you don't understand the turnover ratio in your exchange-traded funds or your mutual funds, it can cost you a lot of money. Definitely, definitely. Well, if you look at um, things, other things people wished they knew when they were younger to do planning, I think one of them is what's the effect of losses. And most people, we deal with really smart people. Our clients have had great jobs, great businesses. Um, they went to school, they saved their money and you know they're smart people, but they think 
once we go through a 50% loss like 2001 and 2 or a 50% loss again like 2007-89, they only need a 50% gain to recover, which sounds fair. You lose 50%. It seems fair you need a 50% gain to recover. 50 and 50, they equal each other. The problem is if you lose 50% and you only make a 50% gain back, you're only half the way back to where you were. So let's say you had a million dollars in your IRA and the market goes down 50%. You're down to 500,000. And you think, okay, I only need a 50% gain to recover. Well, if your IRA is now worth only 500,000 and you get a 50% gain, you're only back up to 750,000. You need a 100% gain just to recover back up to your million dollars. And I think a lot of people wish they knew the true cost of a loss. Well, uh, people don't understand just what you mentioned, Dan. The, the math behind that doesn't seem reasonable, but uh, that is why we talk about risk so much on our show here is because you have to understand the risk that you have. You have to understand how much you could lose if we have a market downturn. You have to understand what recovery means. In other words, how much do I have to make in order to recover for my losses? And then you have to build out a plan to make sure that what you want done with your money actually happens and that you don't have a loss that is larger than what you anticipated or larger than what you thought it could be. And I promise you, if you're listening right now and it's the first quarter of 2023, if you had money in stocks and bonds or funds last year, you all lost money. Some of you were down 15%, some of you were down 35 or 40%. And it was a massive drawdown in a portfolio because you did not understand the risk. You don't you did not understand how portfolios behave in certain climates and you didn't understand or you didn't have your portfolio positioned correctly to withstand this. Well, and I think one of the other things that people wish they known earlier or had done earlier is demand a written plan from their advisor when they invested their money in the first place. Because we've seen so many people, they invested money 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and they have no idea really how the money's invested. They have no idea what to expect. They have no idea how much risk they're taking, no idea when they can use the money, no idea how much income it's going to provide, no idea how much their fees they're paying. They don't know anything about it other than they get statements that they don't understand. So most people now also wish they would have demanded or found a firm to provide them a written plan. Uh, How about this one for being older and wiser? As people are either retired right now or they're starting to approach retirement, Do we find then that they worry about financial issues more or less when they were younger? And when you think about that question, it seems obvious that they probably worry less about it because now they're older, they saved money, they're in a better financial position. But it actually is the opposite of that because what we find is the more people have saved and the more money they have, the more they have to worry about. You think about if you're 20 years old, 25 years old, and you're just starting your job, your career, you're saving money, you start your 401k, you got $20,000 in your 401k, what's there to worry about? You don't have any risk. What if right now you're 65 and now you're sitting on $2.5 million in your 401k and it's volatile as heck and you know you're going to be retiring in the next year? Are you worrying less or more about that money? You're worrying more about that. And and the the wiseness comes from the fact that you have been through 40 or 50 years of stock market performance and you now are wiser. You understand markets go up and down. And you are wiser knowing that in retirement, you might have 20 years or 30 years of life expectancy and you now have to use your assets for income. So you're wiser about that. What you're not wiser about is how do you structure a portfolio right now in retirement so that you don't have to go through those trials and tribulations of losing significant amounts of money and a downturn and being told to stay in the market no matter what happens in order to get your money back because you don't want to do that right now but you don't understand how to do it. 
about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour. To learn more about Jim Files and Dan Ahmed, visit peakfin.com. That's peakfin.com. Now, back to the show. Jim, we're back talking about the concept of older and wiser. And we talked about a couple things, but now let's look at another thing as far as do people worry more about financial issues now or less when they were younger? And you think about the big one, which is if you've saved enough money, for retirement, you have this big pile of money, and we talked about earlier, you know, they're worried about the risk of loss. And what if they lose a big chunk? They're worrying about that because they've spent their whole time working, saving, saving, saving. They've did without, they've sacrificed. They're now at a point where they know they want to retire, and the amount of money they have is what they're gonna have because they're not gonna be saving any more money. So that big loss is a huge thing that they worry way more about now than when they're younger. But when you look at the big thing, that's gonna be how are they going to use this asset right now they have now when they're 65 to create income at a high level that's going to be guaranteed to not run out? They didn't worry about that when they were younger because they were making a salary. That's right. But right now, their assets have to be what creates their salary. That's exactly right. And if you have all your money in the stock market, you're even worried even more right now because of what's happened over the last 15 months in the market. So if you worry like this, there's ways to solve the problem. You, there are, uh, but you have to be educated on things that you have probably not heard about in the past and how these things can be, how these products can work inside of a portfolio. Because if you're retired or soon to be retired, you can't afford to lose 30 or 40% of your money in a market crash and at the same time take income out. So there are strategies that we use here at our firm. Uh, we're very specific on what we're doing for clients. Our clients come to us because they're either about to retire or they're in retirement and they are worried about losing large sums of money and they are worried about having enough income for the rest of their life. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about long-term care. They're worried about leaving money to their kids. They're worried about leaving money to their grandkids. Uh, they're worried. So you have to deal with a firm that understands these worries so that you can structure your portfolio so that it can eliminate maybe not all the worries, but a vast majority of these worries, Dan. Well, another couple of things they worry about will be um, that they didn't worry about as much as a budget. You know, if you're making ten, twelve thousand dollars a month net and you don't spend all your money while you're working, you really don't worry about a budget because you know you're not spending more than you're bringing yep. in. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I'm bringing in more than I needed. And that's because you knew how much you were bringing in. If you retire and don't know how much money you're going to be bringing in, you better first know then what your budget is and how much money you need at a bare minimum to pay for all your wants and needs and then determine how much money you want above that bare minimum so you are available to have excess cash flow, which is financial freedom. So I think that's a big one because once you retire, you need to know how much income you're going to receive, 
And you need to be able to make sure that that income is going to be more than what your budget was. I think that's a big one. And probably the last one they wish they had or didn't know, um, and that is that they should have a written plan, yeah. right, o- across the board. How about this one? How about for being older and wiser? Um, do we find that people change their opinion just about how they feel about their money, about leaving a legacy to their beneficiaries, kids and or grandkids and or charities as they get older? Uh, they do. Uh, they they change their 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 thought process on that. At the same time, getting back to worried worrying, they're worried about do they have enough income for their life so that they can actually leave money for to their beneficiaries, and that can be a very challenging uh, predicament you're in if you have your money strictly in a managed portfolio because you're going to hope and luck everything's going to work out. But again, getting back to worrying, you can solve that worrying issue by identifying what you want your money to do for you, making sure there's enough money for you during your lifetime and select the pri- proper portfolio for that and also make sure that if everything is done correctly that you can leave significant assets to the people that you want to leave money to, whether that's your kids, your grandkids, your charities, or all the above. But again, you cannot do that, we don't believe, unless you have a structured plan in place and make sure that structured plan on an ongoing basis is accomplishing those goals, Dan. Well, and even if you haven't changed your own opinion, like you're talking about, about leaving a financial legacy, sometimes the government will change your opinion for you. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the lovely word called taxes. So if you look at the new rule that was passed on IRAs um, that are passed to your beneficiaries, it's terrible because before your beneficiaries could have taken your IRA out over their entire lifetime. They could have spread the taxes out over and even longer than you lived, which reduced the taxes that would be paid on the IRA substantially. Now, other than a spouse beneficiary, if you leave your money to someone, they have to take all those assets out over no longer than a 10-year time mm-hmm. period. They have to expedite all those dollars coming out and all those dollars are ordinary income when it comes to your beneficiaries reporting that money as tax income. So in that case, what's going to happen then as far as leaving a legacy before people said, oh, I can leave my IRAs to the to the kids and the grandkids. Yeah. No problem. They can take it out over their lifetime. It's a great pension for them. Now they have to squish all that money in a 10-year time period. So then IRS and Congress kind of forces them to have a different opinion about well, it. Well, that is why, Dan, if, if people have a, a diversified portfolio when they come in with assets placed in different um, asset classes, you have trust money, you have money that's after-tax money maybe in an, an, an account, you have your IRAs, you had your 401ks that you transferred into an IRA, then we have to start doing tax money. We have to structure it so that maybe we start taking money out of your IRAs early on to dilute those because and save the money in the trust account and the non-qualified account, the non-IRIS, so that can be passed on to the beneficiaries so they, they don't have that 10-year limit, Dan. Well, and what you're talking about there is with the money associated with the non-IRA portfolio or real estate, currently we get a stepped-up basis in yep. those assets, so it also then minimizes the taxes of those assets being passed on. So, yeah, we prefer what's called an income equalization type of plan where you take enough income out on an annual basis that equalizes your income more so over retirement rather than big chunks having to be forced to take out later with minimum distributions, which could increase your taxes. During times like these, it's completely normal to be worried about your investments and retirement. A leading cause for financial stress is not having a clear, written, understandable plan or financial roadmap. Clay and Buck here to tell you about a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, 
Jim and Dan have taken a hands-on approach to help their clients understand their money, identify risks, and navigate retirement. Their recent book, Mama's Secret Recipe for Retirement Success, co-written with Jack Canfield, hit the Amazon bestsellers list. Peak Financial focuses on proactive planning done by fiduciaries. If you have $500,000 or more saved up for retirement, they're offering a free, no-obligation consultation. To take advantage of this free offer, simply dial pound 250, and when prompted, say the keyword money. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword money. You're listening to the Peak Financial Freedom Hour with Jim Files and Dan Ahmed of Peak Financial Freedom Group. All right, welcome back. We're Jim Files and Dan Ahmed here, Peak Financial Freedom Group, and we are talking today about older and wiser. You know, do we really get wiser as we get older? Some of us do, some of us don't. We know that, but you know, it's just part of life. Well, we're talking about the different concepts associated with getting older. So let's talk about, do we see people changing their opinion about taking risk with the money as they get older? And I think it's pretty simple to say, some people do, some people don't, because there's some people that come in I had clients come in, they're 78, and they came in, and they had some of the highest risk I've seen. They literally had, if the stock market drops 53% like it did in 07, 08, and 09, they would have lost 62.4%. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding? And it's just something they're used to, and it's something they've done the whole time, and they don't like it, but it's what they've been doing with their money. You know, you, you see that happen all the time. Then you see other people come in, and they're like, oh my gosh, I've taken so much risk before. You know, I don't want to continue to take risk. I, I like the lowest risk possible. And then you see the third group, and those are the ones saying, you know, I'm on kind of a balanced portfolio. So I think... Most people do change their the way they view risk as they get older, but there are some people that are kind of stuck in the old school mentality. You know, I think if they come in, if they have a large pension, you know, that risk changes, but not as significantly as it would be if you came in and you did not have a large pension and you're relying on Social Security and your investments in order to generate your income retirement. Then all of a sudden, uh, most people say to us, we want to lower our risk. Most people come in, and, and this last year was a, a, was a real definition of, of what risk really is. Most people come in, and they think they have a low risk because their advisor told them they did, or they had a 60-40 portfolio, and they thought they had a very low risk. Well, that's not true. If you have a 60-40 portfolio, 60% equities or equity funds and 40% bonds or bond funds, you have a risk factor of about 40%, which means if the stock market drops by 55%, you're going to lose about 40% of your money. So what we have to do in the plan design in order for this all to work for you is we have to get your risk down. And that's what we do here. We are a risk mitigation firm because unless you get your risk down, you will worry and your income plan likely won't work. We can make the numbers look real pretty for you on paper, but you've got to get that risk down. You have to understand what risk is, and you have to make sure you implement solutions to solve that risk problem, Dan. Well, and I think as people get close to retirement, they start realizing, understanding that, you know, they're not going to be making their salary for the most part. They're not going to be saving money like they were in their 401k, their 457, or their 403b. They don't have time to make up the big losses. And in most cases, they need to use that asset base to create income right away and make sure it lasts throughout retirement so they can't have these huge swings, these big volatility numbers hit them because it gives them a lower chance of their plan working. So I think a lot of people just understand that risk 
should change. When you talk about someone, I want to cover something real quick. I had clients come in and they have big pensions. They had like $150,000 of pensions between them. They get a little bit of Social Security and they have about $2 million of assets, $2.1, $2.2 million of assets. And they came in and first when we started talking about things, they said, yeah, because of our pensions, you know, we're more risky with these dollars and we're okay if they go up and down. And then 2022 happened. Mm -hmm. Then they came in and they go, we're not okay if it goes up and down because we, we thought about what you said because I told them with your pensions, you can look at your money, your assets two ways. You can either decide to be very aggressive and say, hey, I have pensions. I don't have to worry about this $2 million. Or you can say, because I have my pensions, I don't need to have that amount of risk in my portfolio. And I asked them, what is this $2 million going to be used for? They said, we don't need it now. We might use it for long-term care later. We might use it for income to keep pace with inflation later. And if not, we're passing it on to our beneficiaries. So I asked them, okay, so you have this $2 million aggressively invested. They could literally lose 50% of their assets if the market crashes. I said, so if we look at three years down the road, market crashes, you lose 50%, and you need to use, use these assets for income, then what happens? You know, uh, We can't. Said, what if you need them for long-term care or to keep pace with inflation in the future and you've lost a million? We can't. Said, what if you plan to leave these monies to your beneficiaries and the day before you die, the stock market crashes 50%? Are you leaving these assets to your beneficiaries? And they said, we can't. And they thought about it, thought mm -hmm. about it, but until they felt the loss happened to the portfolio, until they saw the value drop in their yeah. statement, they couldn't understand it. Yeah, and I think everybody is the same, Dan. Everybody has this false delusion out there that uh, the market's always going to come back uh, and it will come back quickly. And that is not true. Yes, we do believe the markets will come back eventually, but you have a certain lifespan, and we don't know when that will happen. Take Japan, for example. In the 80s, Japan was the largest stock market in the world, larger than the USA. They've never come back. They've never come back after almost 40 years. So markets you know, will ebb and flow, but you have to make sure that you are prepared for the next 20 or 30 years in retirement so that you do have income off your assets and that you will not run out of money. And that means you have to design a plan that is different today than it was when you're 40 or 50 years old. You have to be in the asset preservation and income generation mode of your life. And there are certain assets that you need to use inside that portfolio to give you that level of safety. Well, I think the key fact here, you have to understand this. We believe, Jim and I believe, the stock market will always come back after any loss. It came back after the Great Depression. We think it would always come back. But we don't believe it will always come back if you're using those assets for income. Because yep. if you're using those assets for income, it's a further disturbance to that asset value. Do you worry about your investments, uncertain income, and not having a clear written retirement plan? Clay and Buck here to tell you help's available from a local resource, Peak Financial Freedom Group. For decades, Jim and Dan have acted as fiduciaries building written plans for their clients. If you save $500,000 or more for retirement, call right now for your free, no obligation consultation, second opinion, and written retirement income plan. You may also qualify to receive a free signed copy of their Amazon best-selling book and a free $100 Amazon gift card. Call right now for your free consultation and to find out if you qualify. Simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and when prompted, say the keyword money. Again, dial pound 250, keyword money. That's pound 250, keyword money. Investment advisory services are offered through Fiduciary Solutions, LLC, a California registered investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results and securities may lose value. Insurance products and services are offered through PFFG. 
Insurance Agency, LLC. California Insurance License Number 0N14013. Dan Ahmed, California Insurance License Number 0732913. And Jim Files, California Insurance License Number 0F06511.